You've heard us talk about the exclusive episodes that we produce for our Patreon supporters of both Star Wars and Character and all of Neo's as, but us just talking about it really doesn't do it justice. So we've added a special preview at the end of this episode. Once the episode is done, once the music stops playing, there is a preview of one of our exclusive episodes from our Patreon feed. This is from the now infamous band episode, the match game style game show that we thought was a little too across the line for a general release but still a lot of fun and we have shared it with every level of support on patreon so once the show ends take a listen see if it's something you're interested in and if you are check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash news as the most illegal things happen was fight clubs oh, oh but no one talked about it so we ain't got shit to say this is star wars in character the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the Outlander Club. Outlander! Outlander! I thought you were going to go Highlander with your jokes. Honestly. No. Me? <laughs> yeah, well, you. I, why me? Was I not, did I not make it clear? What? You need to go back and listen to our last conversation about Highlander and see if I love Highlander anymore the, or not. The 1990 Matt loves Highlander. Yeah, he does. I ain't the, the 1990 Matt. Matt, not so much. I'm 199 pound Matt, but not the 1990 Matt. <laughs> I wish I was 199 pounds. I'd be happy. I'm not 199 pounds. Now I'm sad. Someone today <laughs> told me, wow, you lost a lot of weight there. You look good. It was, it was a, a good looking girl, too. Really? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Your daughter? She was a, she, a, a place in Colmore. And I was like, well, thank you. I said, I gave up soda. I thought you said, yeah, you were, it's just all diet, isn't it? It's just soda. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Jesus. a diet thing. Well, and I get I eat a salad five days a week. Yeah, that's for, diet. That's, that's okay. good. Didn't didn't you have someone on your route that you thought was like loved you? And I, I seem to remember going to a house with you because she had like a Smurf collection or something. I don't know. Who, and where you thought she had she had the hot tree, or it was like a she had a Raggedy Ann collection. Like her whole uh, wall was covered with Raggedy Anns. Am I am I misremembering this? No, her her name's Marianne Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like in love with you. She was like, I'm having yeah. a yard sale this weekend. Come by. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so you brought me along. Three way. Okay. I have I, <laughs> You I took have Tim and, and to the Raggedy Ann woman? She has a huge Raggedy Ann collection, yeah. I've I, I have seen this collection. Wait a minute, my mother has a Raggedy Ann collection. What? Not that I knew she looks familiar. God <laughs> damn it. It's paternity test time. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. This is—I don't know why that that story reminded me of this. A friend of mine is like the day or the night before a convention. It was like MegaCon or something. We were hanging out having dinner, and he's talking about someone. I think someone he thought was that he's—he was having trouble telling whether they liked him or not as a girl. He's like—he's like I really have trouble telling the difference between you know people being honest and people just being nice. And I don't know why he said that, and it stuck with me. But it did. Then he went to the convention and he met um who's the one Elizabeth Shue, was she one of the Back to the Futures? 
yeah, yeah. two yeah. and three. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it was the one that was the, the second one in it. So she was, she she met him, did a photo, one of those photo ops with her, and she he she she told him he has really pretty eyes. So we meet up that same night, and he's like, "Yeah, I met Elizabeth Shue. Got the picture. She said I had really pretty eyes." I go, John, remember what you were saying last night about being able to tell the difference between people <laughs> being nice and being honest. And it, it looked like I just sucked the wind out of his sails. I'm like, dude, I'm just kidding. And no, the damage was done. I felt terrible. His, his eyes are fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's got one cloudy eye, I, the other one. I felt, I felt so bad putting that out. I was like, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, cataract. Well, uh, the Outlander Club appears in episode two, Attack of the Clones. Now, which episode is this, Matt? 212 or something? 212. Oh. <laughs> Second tonight, 212th of the six years. I am very proud of these names coming up, okay? These are could you, be the best names ever. Are you going to retire going out on top? Is that what you're telling us? Retire <laughs> the names? I just caught that. No! <laughs> no! These, will, these names will haunt you in your in your sleep, all right? <laughs> they already do. You need to... Uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't want that. Well, mine's probably the worst, but I, I don't care. You three are perfect, all right? Well, yeah. <laughs> My name is Cheers Chris. Okay, it's That's not bad. That, That's actually not bad. That's bad. If that is your worst, yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to the next three. Matt, you are going to... Next time I see you, you will you will do something. Either open mouth, kiss me, or give me a handy. For I know, name. but what will I do for the name? <laughs> I am joined by Moe's Tavern Matt. <laughs> That's okay. That's good. Dave? The next one, David. I will probably go to Moe's Tavern tomorrow at Universal Studios. No. But Dave, you might drive over here and give me open mouth kiss or a handy, all right? Mm hmm. <laughs> if you're not already here now. Um, Patty Dave's the Pub. The Double Deuce Dave. <laughs> I want to hear Dave say it like Sam Elliott. I'm double douche. <laughs> and douche. Tim? It's what's for dinner. Oh. Oh. Did oh. <laughs> you say douche? It's what's for dinner? I said douche. <laughs> it's on your salad. Words, douche or deuce? Listen up, mijo. <laughs> Film, uh, Sam Elliott's on my mind, man. I watched all the ranch. Fucking love that show. He's love got him. a new movie out that looks pretty awesome with him. Yeah, it compliment. does look pretty good. Yeah. What's your name? Tim's name is the Titty Twister Tim. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I'm proud of these names. Everyone hates them. All right, Dave. Um, All right. That's a, that is a that is a good batch to go out on. Congratulations. Yeah. For your final episode of names. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm glad we're making it official. So we're saying yeah. that's officially the last of the names. You three are saying it. I ain't saying a goddamn thing. Chris keeps breaking up, but I keep hearing him say, yes, that is correct. Is that... He's breaking up. I think that's what he says. You're going to go back in time, (laughs) and you're going to cut-paste print me saying, yes, it is, and you're going to put that print in there. I don't need to. You just (laughs) said it, so that's the cut-paste printing I'm going to do. Yes, Ah, it is. (laughs) You just made it really easy for (laughs) him. Say say the word is. No, I'm done. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say, Chris. You guys still do the names? No, I'm done. <laughs> Every episode going forward. <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> all right. Well, once I start telling you about the Outlander Club, you all of your worries are gonna go away. So sit back and relax, because I really enjoyed researching this. 
The Outlander Club is a club where it's the club where Anakin and Obi-Wan end up trying to apprehend Zam Weasel after the attempted murder of Padme. All right. So everybody remembers the scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember about it? Like, what are your. <laughs> why why is that your first memory? Because <laughs> I, I was I was just looking right here at the history. That was the first thing that popped out. After that scene, Tim. Um did you have good impressions of like what when you saw that in episode two, was this like a it was okay, or is this you were just pissed off because they're trying too hard to be, you know, Chalmans? I, I didn't like it. Even the first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh, fucking shit. I got to admit, I, it didn't, I didn't make the Cantina connection. I just didn't like the scene. That was like, that's, that's point one. I didn't like the scene. Then people pointed out it's, it's most Eisley's polished and in a sports bar. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. But I, I didn't like the scene really at all because it just was, I don't know. It's it just, eh. It's, it's a lot of, you could almost, envision the entire set of green screens they were actually filming on in that one. Mm. <laughs> it didn't bother me that much, but since Matt just said sports bar, I don't like it. <laughs> well, there's lots of facets to this place, so I'm, I'm going to tell you the best I can about what I learned. Um, let, let me tell you first where it is. It's in what's called the Uskru District, which is the upper levels, the up, well, I picture this. You know what? Oh, I really picture this. On up. <laughs> yeah, I really Deluxe picture. Apartment in the East Green uh-huh. District. <laughs> this all reminds me that even when I saw this stuff with Coruscant in Episode Two, I first thought two things. I thought Blade Runner and I thought Fifth Element. <laughs> wow, I, Blade oh, Runner is yeah. a very good comparison. Yeah. I never even thought of it. Mm-hmm. Fifth Element. And, that's my wife's like all-time favorite movie. And and really, isn't that kind of like, isn't that kind of like a ripoff? Not that those people invented that and nobody else can redo it. But that's all I'm thinking the whole time. And there's even stuff in, I know in, in Fifth Element, when uh, Bruce Willis is on the run, to escape the cops, he goes down to the lower levels, like under the smog, because yeah. even they won't oh, go down. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're going to picture this Uskru district like this. The upper levels of that district are the classier kind of places. I'll give you an example. The opera house that they go to <laughs> later is in that same district. Uh, in the, okay. the Outlander Club is in the lower districts. And what is the opera that's being played that we see on screen? Squid Lake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why? Why is that a thing? Amanda Lucas is there, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with Squid Lake. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, even though it kind of looks like it's not that bad, like not that bad of a part of town. It actually, I I thought it was like a juxtaposition juxtaposition of Most Isley. I thought it was like the high-end Most Isley. It's not. Well, Well, I'm really confused. And when the hell do we play Twister? (laughs) 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 It may be just because of the planet it's on. Like, yes, compared to Moss Eisley and Chalmans, it's it's a lot better. But compared to other things on Coruscant, it's not. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, it was built 40 years before the Battle of Yavin, and it has a really long history. It was, at one point, a very classy place, like at its inception. It was, it was, it was started by somebody named Volvin Rocks. Volva. <laughs> Mova, Mova. 
<laughs> and I, I looked him up. He was a, a Shistavanian spice runner and gangster, but he wanted to set up and run a legit business. It kind of really reminds me of Bugsy. Bugsy? Tim, Tim I love you, that movie. Yeah, Bugsy know, Malone? Well, not, no, not, not Bugsy the, Siegel. Oh, yeah, oh. Not the, not the movie we're talking about the fucking the, Scott Mayo whipped cream movie, whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck that was. The, the <laughs> cream pie a fight at the end. No, yeah. no, yeah. No, Bugsy Siegel. Like Tim, yeah. Tim's on board with me and Warren Beatty, right? I love, I love Warren Beatty. Right, Warren Beatty. Is anybody going to say some shit about Warren Beatty? Because we're going to. Well, have he, yeah, I'm going to say. I'm going to say him. He knows how to open up an envelope for the Oscars. <laughs> what, what was more that uncomfortable? The fact. Yeah, but what was more uncomfortable to watch? The fact that they got it wrong, or him trying to explain why he got it wrong. <laughs> Because him trying to explain why he thought he read the wrong name was like that was like dude stop sh- stop stop talking you are Let making me uncomfortable. He was put in an awful position. I got nothing bad to say about Mister Bates. I didn't say it was bad. That. I said it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I like being uncomfortable. I lived my what's entire the last life thing uncomfortably. He's he's done that was good. Who Warren Beatty? Dick Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Reds. No. Was that, 1990s? I can't think of one Warren Beatty movie I am, that I'd want to go back and watch. Really? I'm going to look up his, uh, since I have IMDb from our, our exciting top 10 one-name celebrities. I'm going to sit here and tell you that Bullworth. I've never seen Bullworth, so I'll get, I can't uh, say that. I can't, I can't not say Bullworth. I've not seen that movie. All right. Bullworth's one of the best movies of the 90s. Uh-huh. The unfortunate thing about Bullworth, it was so misrepresented in trailer and promotion that so many people came out of it. They went in thinking it was going to be one movie, and it was so uh, different from how it was promoted. It was it was promoted as like a wacky comedy, and it was anything but. It was it was pretty uh, just like Richard Pryor's The Toy. I thought that was going to be funny, and fuck, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, well that was fun, not funny for different reasons. <laughs> I figured that Tim would be on my side at least, like, and 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 well, you liking. Should feel happy about that. No, no. <laughs> liking uh, the movie Bugsy and the story of Bugsy Siegel. Like, yeah. although he was a gangster, he wanted to set up a legit place, even if he wasn't a legit guy. And that's what this guy Volvin Rocks reminds me of. He was, like I said, a Shistavanian. Do you guys remember what they are? Oh, that rings a bell. Shistavanian. Just mm-hmm. what? What character did we do? Elon Sebagino. Nope. Ah, shit. I don't know then. Laxivrek. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. So they so wrote him whole- out. So he was written out of one edition and brought back in in the prequels, huh? <laughs> sure. And he only hangs out in it. bars. That's right. <laughs> so this Volvin Rocks was like a, you know, like a Wolfman looking kind of dude. It's called the Outlander because of the game of Outlander that they play there. Now, this Outlander! Game- <laughs> I'm going to tell you about some of the stuff that goes on in the club. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot about this game Outlander other than it's played on hollow boards and then eventually on the hollow net. That's an easy way some- out to say, oh, it's on a hollow board, which can fucking do anything. Yes. <laughs> so like I was hoping I did a lot of extra research for some of the other things that happen in the club. And the thing that the club is named after has almost nothing about it. This was in some Boba Fett book. Which one? That there's a. Um, I didn't write down. Oh, it, it it has Boba Fett in the title. It's like Boba Fett colon something. <laughs> Boba uh, Fett's you, colon. Boba Fett's Sarlacc. colon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boba Fett in Bo- the Sarlacc's colon. Boba Fett's colonoscopy. <laughs> the Outlander is a game 
but you know we're we're moving on because there's other better games that I'm going to get to. Twister. This is <laughs> no. no. This is eventually the club is eventually taken over by dangerous criminals named the Bath Brothers. Oh my god! With a name okay. like is that, Bath. like the Bacon Brothers. <laughs> yeah, no. no, Kevin Bacon. I hate Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Best of fives. Check it out. Neozes.com. It becomes it. after that a just like you know you you would think these places are a hive of scum and villainy like that's what it becomes it's actually the place is more of a casino than a bar okay one of the things like Taj Mahal. Up, oh it's closed now <laughs> one of the things i'll put on the facebook page then it, there's people do these cool cross sections of like buildings and ships and stuff somebody did a cross section of the outlander club so you can see all the levels the place is huge i, saw I mean that picture yeah it's enormous. Like you, yeah. we we see a very very small part of the club. It is more of a casino. What you can do there is several things. You can play Sabek. Oh boy! Which I was anxious to research and I did, but it requires its own episode. Sabek. I can tell is you so- all about Sabek. Why is that? Because for Christmas one year, I made Smitty a Sabek deck, and I wrote instructions to accommodate what you couldn't what Sabek actually couldn't do so you could play it. So I've learned that game inside and fucking out to make that game playable in our reality. That's awesome. Slapjack. Wow. So did you do this based on EU stuff or you made up your own rules? This was like before EU, so I don't know. It may have changed a lot since then. It was explained in a role playing game like everything was before the novels came out. So I I based so I I guess in a sense EU stuff because it wasn't in, in no movies or there were no books at the time so it was uh well books are EU but so it was in one of the role playing game books I am curious to see how much it's changed actually I do encourage you to do that episode and then I'll see I'll go into it blind and say how much it matches what I remember yeah I definitely want to in fact when we do that it would be cool if, even if like we could play around okay somehow um. But I did look it up, and it's it's like I'm not like I include often bonus characters and stuff like that in the episodes that I do. Just trying to end this series quicker. We get <laughs> no. it. We understand. I'm only I only do that for things that, in my opinion, aren't long enough to to have its own episode. Sabak definitely is worthy of an episode. So nonsense. I'm stopping with the Sabak. Yeah, nonsense. There, one of the other things that you also can play is Jabak. Which is a high stakes version of Sabuk. So I imagine, I mean, you guys have all been to casinos, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, imagine, like, the last time I was in a casino was with Matt. Was, really? uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the, uh, what was that? It was the, um, it's one by Yard's Brewery. Sh- Sugar House. Sugar, yes. Uh, so imagine hey, when you guys walk around casinos, there's always like sections of the casino. That you know you're not allowed in. Yeah. I mean, can you picture this? There's like the high stakes pogo poker <laughs> or, you know, the high rollers club. And everybody in there is like, you know, they've got a story. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember if he actually did this or if he joked about it because we were pretty drunk. Went to Vegas with Smitty and Quint and our wives uh, at the time. And and we passed by one of those doors, like fucking like gold laden doors, super ornate. And like, I don't know, you had to pay just $5,000 just to walk through the door before you even bet. And I think, I have a memory, I don't know if this actually happened or if he just said he was going to do it. Smitty poking his head in going, hey, where are the nickel slots? 
<laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, imagine those sections in the casino. That's where Jabak would be playing. That's Jabak. where they'd be playing. I recognize that name. It's J H A B A C C. Did we talk about that? That really sounds familiar. I don't remember talking about that. It'll probably come up when I do this Sabak episode, okay. though. Because I do, I mean, I like looking up this kind of stuff. I'm interested in gambling and things like that in general. So that I like these kind of things with a Star Wars slant. Um, one of the other things you can do is a thing that we see more so in Episode 2. You could bet on sports there. It was like um, an OTB. Do you guys have OTBs in Nashville and... Orlando. We have there's a there's a oh, high, no. there's a highlight arena that does OBT. So okay. yes, we, I guess so. Then in a sense, we do not, as far as I know, is gambling illegal, illegal in Bushwood. The- <laughs> and I never <laughs> slice. The, the nearest gambling, and I think there is an off track betting. Actually, there there's a track there, but I think they also have off off track betting. Is if you go up to the Kentucky border, right across the border in Franklin, Kentucky, there's uh, Kentucky Downs. Okay. Um, I think you could do off-track betting when there is nothing else going on. Mm. All right. Because I love betting on I love betting on horse races, and I've done oh, it. You have no idea how happy was... you just made me. Dave uh, yeah? that. I'll tell you why. You know what? What the hell? Um, a preview to future news as I bought this record set. It's a game. It's a record set of f- four records, eight sides, and it has like eight different grooves in it. And they're all horse races, and you drop a needle on it, and you don't know what horse is going to win. I have betting programs, I have odds, and I have fake dollars, and I want to play three. I want to play this game with everybody at Neozaz and see who can uh. win the most money. I'll send you guys the the programs and the betting odds, and then we'll connect on Skype and we'll play the record completely blind. I haven't listened to them and see who can win these horse races. These this 1979 random technology record playing thing. I love it. It's pretty cool. And that's cool. Yeah, I love I love going to the track, getting the program, the odds, uh, the way you bet, just like the culture. I mean, I take my son's fifteen; he's been to the track several times now. <laughs> In fact, the first time we went, um, we picked a horse. We actually picked an exacta. We hit the exacta. No, well, we're they not going to have any of that in this because that's way too well, complicated math for me to do. The fa- they were two two favorite horses. We won like. I don't know, 30 bucks because they were favorites. And he was like, okay, let's go. Like, he thinks that's what gambling is. You go in and you pick something that's pretty much a sure bet, and then you win and you leave. (laughs) Like, that's not gambling. (laughs) It's a good life lesson for him. (laughs) Yeah, really. But there's a, there are places, I mean, we have tracks in Pennsylvania where you can go do it live. And then we have OTBs everywhere. The, The one that I often go to is right by the Philly Stadium. It's called the Turf Club. Is that, is that the one that's in the old Holiday Inn? Yeah. it's Well, it's not in the Holiday Inn. It's right across the street from there. Yeah. I went to that with you when we went to the WWF match. Yeah, yeah. Went to a we WWF match? Yeah, we did. <laughs> who, who on earth was it back in that day? It was The Rock. Oh, God. Yeah, the Rock was there. and Stone Cold, maybe? That was the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. the highlight of it? Yeah, yeah. Was, it was, it was, it? yeah. Yep. I know we saw The Rock. The Rock was there, yep. We walked up the street and we got a cheesesteak at Talk of the Town. Uh, yeah, talk of the, so that's bad. the name of the place. I can never remember the name. I always try to tell people it's on Broad Street. It's on Broad Street. It's a tiny little shack. Talk I'm, of the really town. Th- I'm really thinking yeah. of flying up there for either end of August or beginning of September to do th- two things. One, to do a, an episode from 
Grover's Mill, New Jersey, for War of the Worlds week, and two to have a nice. cheesesteak. I would fly up there for just those two things. Where would you get your cheesesteak? I don't go? know. That's a, Tony that's Luke's? A tough, well, actually, it's like I don't get a cheesesteak. I get cheesesteaks when I'm there. So it's like <laughs> first I hit the freaking uh, Farrakos once I get off the turnpike, take that to my parents' house, eat. Then I let everyone know I'm in town, and then it just we go from there. You got Farrakos? Yeah, that's like right. the worst pizza on the planet. It's not this pizza, place, it's cheesesteak. It's a cheesesteak. Oh, cheesesteak. I'm sorry. Pizza there sucks. I don't get pizza. I don't ever get pizza. The pizza, honestly, pizza here is actually done pretty well, so I don't miss the pizza. I miss cheesesteaks. Well, Talk of the Town is the best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. You and I, where did we go? We went to Geno's, which is like, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Geno's are like the same. And I'm ashamed that we even ate there. I told you, because that guy, Geno... That runs Geno's. He is a racist asshole. He's the guy that puts the sign on on the window yeah. about if uh, you yeah. can't if you can't speak English, you can't eat there, and that kind of stuff. That guy is a scumbag, like a scumbag. And I said so I never give him money. And when I did, I did that day. Yeah, I'm like I'm like ashamed of myself. Pat's is better. That's uh, all. That stuff's actually pretty close to where Lou lives. Well, that was it. Was actually it was in the casino we were talking about. So it's not we didn't have a wide variety of choices. We, it's not like we were in downtown Philly and they were across the street from each other. So there, you, no. I mean, give yourself some leeway there. You yeah, know, I mean, if I was going to choose over with Geno's, if anybody's <laughs> if anybody's listening to this and you don't know Pats or Geno's, go to Pats. Okay, Pats. it's the less flashy, but. The sandwiches. I mean, they taste the same, but honestly, I wouldn't go to either because the little corner local place, the places on the corner are better than both of those. Well, that's what talk of the town's like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're way <laughs> off track here. But <laughs> Outlander. The, the turf club is, is oh, turf. you know, we, that's why we we're kind of talking about this. You can go and you can bet on races from all over the country at a place like that. You can bet on races that are going on in California and you're in Philadelphia, you know, like it's all that kind of stuff. And I love that kind of stuff. That's what you could do at the Outlander. One of the things that you could bet on was pod racing. So you could watch wait, the simulcast. Whoa, wait, wait. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was about that? to say pod racing was outlawed by them, but then I realized this is prequels, so no, it wasn't yet. <laughs> never mind. You could watch the simulcast of the pod races and so bet on them. It was like, uh, it's, it's fun. that's how I watched uh, the season opener of the Flyers like six, seven years ago when I worked at freaking Vegas for 18 months. I went, I, I went and paid five, I put five bucks on the Flyers just so I could get in and watch the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bargain. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. The best thing that you can watch and bet on at the Outlander is something called Nuna Ball. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about Nuna Ball. This is also one of the things What's that's that on the screen. Christy were fucking around in bed, and she hit me in the wrong place, and I had a Nuna Ball for eight hours. <laughs> wow. A lot more information. <laughs> Which part? The Nuna Ball or fucking around in bed? <laughs> Just the whole thing. Oh. So this is also on the screens in episode two. Imagine Nuna Ball is a combination of, like, rugby... Um, you know what it actually is more like? Chris can help me out with this. Calvin Ball. <laughs> you remember in Rambo 3? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. When they're when on Ram- the horses. He plays that sport. No, he plays that sport in Afghanistan. It's like an, it's like the national sport of Afghanistan. It's a real game. It's <laughs> called... Ah, I was going to look it up. But if you... Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it. It's, it. What is it called? It, it has, it, it's, it has a Don't name. Don't you got to get a chicken too? It's a dead goat. Dead goat. Uh, that's yeah. it. 
That's even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. And and they have to just drag it across and throw it in like a circle. Yeah. It's a real sport in Afghanistan, and Rambo plays it in Rambo 3. Because here's what Nuna Ball is. A Nuna is a giant rodent. But Buzkashi? Buzkashi, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. I put National Sport of Afghanistan, and Buzkashi came up. Yeah. See how much we can learn from Rambo 3? <laughs> <laughs> and how to cauterize a wound. Exactly. What do you want to do, John? <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so Anuna is a giant rodent. The game started on Naboo, where the Gungans would use a live Nuna and play a football-like game with it. The Nuna would get mad. Where the Gungans the get off abusing other animals? Yeah, I don't know what they did. The Nuna would Poor get shit. mad during the game and inflate itself like a pufferfish. It yeah. was alive during the game? It was alive during the game. That's until horrible. That's even worse. Now, now, if you didn't hate the Gungans before, goddamn, look at hate him now. <laughs> so it would inflate like a ball during the game, more, more like a football. Um, on TV, like what we're seeing in the movie, when a team won, like when the game was over, you would know the game was over because the announcer would yell, It's over! No, he oh. would yell, No! No! Like in a no, soccer come game. Come on. This is I love stupid. it. This is nonsense. No, this is serious. I'm not making this up. You're, this After is, this the is inf- fucking Kalasindras all over again. You're fucking with us. Nope. I am not. This is Nuna April Ball. April was months ago, Dave. I got the Nuna Ball handbook right here. <laughs> <laughs> After the invasion of Naboo, the droids started playing it. I now oh, mean come the on. They can't run around. <laughs> is this battle what, bots? The, dro- the, 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 the the battle droids the battle droids started playing that's fucked up you are so full of shit <laughs> I am not you can look it up while I'm doing this if you don't believe me so get this the game began protested by I gotta get this right because this is a real thing the committee against non-sentient abuse oh. which are which argued about the mishandling of the Nunas. This is fucking PETA. PETA it is, yeah. yeah. For Star Wars, the Committee Against Non-Sentient Abuse is a real thing in Star Wars that argued against the game because these Nunas were being really tortured and killed as a as a, as a Well, but the Nunas are alive. What yeah, the fuck does, make- the, what does the yeah, Committee they- of Non-Sentient Abuse give a fuck about them? They're sentient. The Nunas? By the time the game's yeah. over, they're dead. So the Nunas were just like dumb rodents. Oh yeah, they're that's. But you said you just said they were this committee of non-sentient the the, community. Uh, hippies were were pissed off because <laughs> the Nunas were getting hurt. The community, the committee against non-sentient abuse. So the non-sentients okay. would be the Nunas then. My head hurts. <laughs> and after that, and and I mean, and th- there's other controversies that go along with this became, because it became a droid sport, and that's what we see in the movie. Leagues formed, and they're called the NBL, the <laughs> the, the, the Nuna Ball League. <laughs> Thirty-two teams in the league, and there was more controversy when the here's another organization for you. The Biological Athletes Union became pissed. Because there were robots playing something that could be played by living things, and these robots were taking away, you know, spots on teams because the you know we couldn't keep up with with the with, with the droids. This is like real sports. 
This is I'm getting, I'm getting angry. I'm getting. I'm the Dave of this episode. I'm getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it, like I said, on episode two on the screen. I'm looking that, at. I, I, I remember your, seeing that. I see this yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, let me describe it then. That oh, is Nuna Ball that you're seeing. The 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 game that's going on in the movie is Pit Droids versus those unicycle droids that pull Anakin and Padme's carriage in Mos Espy. Uh, yep, yep. They're being drugged. I used drug to around. have this old, old, old Nintendo NES game of like robots that played baseball. And then when, oh. when the ball got to the uh, to the plate at the same time the runner did, they had like these face-offs. And that's what this is making me think of. <laughs> that sounds like a cool game. <laughs> I forget what it's called. I'm going to look it up because that's better than this stupid fucking game. Well, that was a, that was a league... <laughs> NBL game that you're seeing in there that people were betting League. on. It was pit- yes, the base NBL. Wars. It was called Base Wars. The, that Pretty was awesome. pit droids versus whatever these rickshaw pulling rickshaw. stupid droids were. Uh, but that that's a real thing. Okay. Another sport that you could bet on was adupiendo racing. <laughs> what the hell? What? Which is it's like that's horse. Helpful. Yeah, it's also on the screens in the movie. It's like horse racing. These things, the, I look up the Adupiendos. They had two legs. Their nickname was a doopy. They look... <laughs> a they doopy, look, a doopy, a doopy. Is, it, is, that a, is that a Music Man reference? I don't know. It's a Family Guy reference in my mind. Family but Guy. It's a Shapoopy. Shapoopy. That's Buddy Hackett in the Music Man. All right, whatever. Buddy Hackett. You can feel it just I hate later. Buddy Hackett. <laughs> all right well 76 trombones laid the big parade you know your musicals you know i know that from the thanksgiving day parade greg bierko craig bierko sang that one year and he was really? lister in the american version of red dwarf now you got tim all excited <laughs> i love craig bierko it's pretty cool tim is the president of the craig bierko <laughs> fan club and i'm the only bah, member bah, craig bierko <laughs> What's that guy doing? <laughs> Nothing. Beer. Just a bad wow, bitch. he's got the same headshot he had in fucking nineteen ninety two. From Fair Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, same right. thing. <laughs> so these things are called doopies. They were all they really like kind of look like ostriches. They were also from Naboo. Are they so suddenly are they related to Kafali Sindros or whatever the fuck that thing was? Eric Lindros, <laughs> whatever that thing was called. <laughs> yeah, Eric Lindros. <laughs> they, all had, they all had concussions. <laughs> That's funny. So you might be right. That was He's not in damaged. there, but I like where your head's at. I yeah. gotta say. Not so like that Eric was Lindros's also- head. That's con- <laughs> all concussed and shit. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> so that's what you also see on the screen in it. Um, all the gambling took place on the Dizzygy gambling floor, which <laughs> is what I assume we're looking at in the movie. Um the place where the con artists and all that kind of like Daniel Fantoni and like what did you say? What's t- what's his name, Tim? What's uh, Jar Jar's name? Ahmed Beck. Yes, those guys are con men and the drug dealers like Elon Lee's Bagano. Those guys all hang out on this gambling floor, well, so that's why we didn't see them. There. Daniel Fantoni and Ahmed Best, whatever the hell his name is. Wasn't their scam was that they were convincing people that they were each other? Wasn't like some kind of super lame scam. I don't remember. That's great. Me, you, me, him. All right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, that place is just filled with con artists and drug dealers and stuff like that. That's just that level. The lower levels where the most illegal things happen was fight clubs. Oh, oh. but no one talked about it. So we ain't got shit to yeah. say. 
<laughs> you could also, you know, bet on these fight clubs. It was like straight up gladiatorial things, like this guy versus this guy. Someone's probably going to get killed. <laughs> But that was going on in the lower levels. You could so also bet on what's it's that? like that thing in uh, Batman versus Superman when uh, Batman oh, needs to didn't see it. clone someone's phone. He's at a Fight Club. You say so? Never saw it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a good movie. Batman versus Superman is a good movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Did they say that in Pass the Popcorn? <laughs> yes. Those guys are usually wrong. Five <laughs> <laughs> stars. Five stars. Don't think they've even seen the movie. um there's another thing that you can bet on this could be another episode because the galaxy has an olympics oh Uh, that's cool well why that why wouldn't they i mean i I I never thought about it they're called the galactic games do they fly the torch from fucking one end of the galaxy to the other that must be fucking huge and then they're called the the olympics dickhead superman blows it out just before they light it Just be, just after he flicks yeah. peanuts yeah. at the mirror. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to do an episode on this maybe uh, around Superman. the time. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> when the when the Olympics come up, we'll I'll do the Galactic Games. Oh, you can bet on those there. I, now I can't wait for the usually the Olympics would piss me off and I can't wait. You can bet in the Outlander Club, you can bet on the Galactic Games, but that is across the galaxy illegal. You're not allowed to bet on the Galactic Games, but you can do it there. Because it's the Outlander Club. Right? What happens to the Outlander Club stays at the Outlander Club? Exactly. It reminds me of that hotel in John Wick where, like, just, you yeah. know. That's another movie I've ha- never seen. What? I don't oh, see movies out. like you guys see movies. I'm out producing content, not <laughs> absorbing it like you fools. It's so good. They're so you, Yeah. You would like John. Yeah. There's a mythology in John Wick, I think, that you would Doesn't really. Doesn't it start with a dog getting killed? Yeah. Then fuck that. I will not there's, watch there's that. There's a, a, a TV show in the works of, uh, based on the hotel. On the hotel. Yeah. The ho- what is the hotel? <laughs> I can't, watch, I can't watch dogs getting hurt in any I, space, I don't know shape, or form. I will, I will fucking cut a bitch before I watch a dog getting hurt. But it's so good that he just gets fucking revenge on That's what's going to happen to me. If, if anyone ever hurts my dog, I'm going to turn it into John Wick. Matt Wick. Oh. Matt Wick. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, the other thing that's great about the Outlander Club because it is great. Trust me, you could sleep. <laughs> Thank there. you, Trump. Hey, okay, it's, it's great. great. It's fabulous. I'm told it is the best club in the world. Highest Dude. numbers. Believe me, it's Dude, fabulous. It's, it's amazing. Believe me, Dude. you can sleep there. Okay, because they know that sometimes gambling takes a long time. You could because you're gambling so long that you get sleepy. Take a nap at the <laughs> table. No, they oh. have little bunks and little side things where like side rooms where you can lay down and sleep. And if you are wondering, yes, you could get air quotes company. Yes. Like, I was hoping well, that's five. what all those painted ladies were. Mm-hmm. Painted well, you know what? Ladies. You're right, Tim, because there are whores. There are, <laughs> there are whores. The who is there are who is on request at the Outlander Club while you sleep if you want. They're there for you. I you want to dip one. your wick? Yeah, we got some. How about There's this one. chick over here? It's the wrong kind of John Wick. Yeah, they go in stripes. We got our own stripes. The one that uh, you do see in the movie, and I looked her up, there is no backstory, but we'll include the picture, certainly. Her name is Wilst Molan. Mm. She is a hua Wilst with no Mulan? backstory. W I L S T M O L A N. She's in the movie. 
I will say in this in this movie, uh, in the movie in this scene, and even if you pick up like the visual guides, there I don't know who these actresses are. There are some fucking hot chicks in this scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of hot chick. I'm at best. <laughs> yeah, I'm at best. <laughs> that, Daniel that Fantoni. Daniel Fantoni. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some of those people that maybe because because I got some staff members. Yeah, go start talking about. It. I gotta get a drink. <laughs> Are you serious? You're leaving during this? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, some episodes you get up and leave. I've never. Let's done be that. honest. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> who, this one. Who would do that? I don't know. This one, you 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 grab your seat for this episode. The bartender, the main bartender, is a Word. guy named oh. No Buffon Tire. It's this huge black dude with a scar on his face, and he owes one white eye. I looked him up too. Not a lot about him to do an episode, but definitely in the movie, this is somebody that you see. He color coded his drink. I tried to type it in, and Google wants me to change it to balloon tire. <laughs> <laughs> No, you gotta look this guy up. Buffon Tire. He looks like he looks like uh, Seal. He's got these like weird cheek scars. Oh. Yeah, he does. That you say that he color coded his drinks. I can because- take a kiss from a sarlacc pit rose. <laughs> one, one thing that we learned on this, uh, probably when we did War War and Greedo and that kind of stuff, is that. Some species cannot drink certain things. It's toxic to oh, them. Oh, yeah, that, that's, chemist- that's biochemistry. I can buy that. Sure. That's not a stretch so of the imagination. He color-coded all of his drinks so he wouldn't accidentally poison somebody. What was a color code, though? <laughs> it doesn't say. That's what but I'm like, wondering. It's like blue skin aliens. He puts everything blue. Like, don't give it to them. And people got confused and went blue for blue skin and poisoned fucking everybody. First night on the job. <laughs> And he has awful. has one eye to see what colors will black on the eye. Black <laughs> is safe, but ultra midnight dark uh, charcoal is poisonous, deadly to this. So don't don't get those two mixed up. Humans can drink navy blue, but they can't drink dark blue. <laughs> <laughs> and and char- no one can have chartreuse. And everyone's like, "What the fuck is chartreuse? No one knows what chartreuse is." <laughs> It's a it's a green. I know it was a joke. I picked, <laughs> I picked a weird name. <laughs> Tim actually answers it. It's green. Off white. It's, it's <laughs> off white. It's everything between the tan and gray spectrum. Fuck. The, the only the only reason I remember why chartreuse is green. And this this goes back. This goes back years ago. I used to have a part time job going around naming colors for uh, oh. switching out um, CD ROMs at places like Blockbusters and. Uh, uh, post offices for AOL. Post office, it, yeah. You, <laughs> okay. you would go there when you, when you would get the old uh, the old um, CD ROMs for AOL. Uh-huh. And I I remember someone saying, "Okay, well you need to go and ask for a chartreuse box." I'm like, "What? Like a chartreuse box?" So I remember going in. It's like it's a box of chartreuse, and they and they're like, "Oh, the green one." I go, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, whatever. They bring it out. I'm like, oh, okay, that's our truth. All right. It was, yeah. So that's that. <laughs> Chartreuse. Chartreuse. I said, did Dave leave now? Dave just chastised me for leaving and he walked out during this fucking Chartreuse conversation? <laughs> yeah. No, when Tim talks, I I know when to I shut leave. my mouth. Oh. <laughs> you got to let the when master Tim spin talks, his I yarn. I know I got enough time to get a drink, pee, maybe <laughs> even cook a steak. Mm hmm. 
<laughs> Watch Get a the PhD. <laughs> no, you Watch gotta, the Godfather one you, and two. <laughs> you gotta let him spin his yarns because there's gold in them yarns. So Buffon, if he knew you and you knew him and you gave him the you know the wink, the secret code, <laughs> the one-eyed wink. Yeah, it doesn't say what it is, but he <laughs> would give you the Starshine special. What? Which would get you really fucked up. It was some special concoction of liquor. High-end stuff, I'm thinking. Like, you know, Johnny Walker blue label stuff. And Ale. Yeah. And this would get you totally messed up. But you had to have the secret code. This was not available to any old, any old customer. You had to be, you know, like a preferred customer kind of thing. The Star Sign Special. He was assisted by two main people. One of them yeah, was... The hundred horses. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> One of them was Ganwick Trag, who is also seen in the movie. This guy, actually, I got a name. Um, did you ever have a, a guy at a convention named Ian Roberts? No. no. Okay. This guy looks like he should be at the Blue Oyster. Yeah, he's got like the mesh shirt and the sleeveless yeah. going on there. So, you know, I mean, he he's a guy that you guys could potentially meet. Is Matt here? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to prove a point and leave. Nah. <laughs> he, just, he just got back. <laughs> Maybe. He just got back. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it was a tornado. And, I had to go. Yeah. And also another assistant bartender named Jin Selwick, who are both in the movie. And this might be one of the people you're talking about, Tim. So look her up. Yeah, she's a, she's a cutie, this one. She's, yeah. She kind of looks like one of the Andrew sisters. Yeah, she does. She's got like a very like 40s kind of... Uh, Lucky, you, company, yeah, she looks like she's straight out of the USO or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so they're the two main assistants. Um, but all those people are in the movie. All this stuff is there. You just got to look close if you want to see this stuff. Um, and, and I'll talk more about that now when I get into some behind-the-scenes stuff. It was supposed to be a dance club in the movie, but Lucas and his minions decided that dancing was going to be too distracting from what needed to be portrayed in the movie. Right, because Jedi Rocks wasn't at all distracting <laughs> from what was happening in that scene. <laughs> I guess he thought if people were dancing, you wouldn't necessarily be seeing Obi-Wan and Anakin hunting for this bounty hunter. I mean, he had no trouble stopping everything that was happening in Jedi. For Jedi Rocks, he couldn't do the same for this scene. That was a no-no. That was bad. <laughs> I, that was a bad idea. But Jedi, no, that was fine. Well, I'm glad they do it because then they feature gambling and we got some of that cool stuff. Noodleball is like my new John in Star <laughs> Wars. I'm telling you. I want to play Noodleball. Noodleball. The gambling shots happen late, like in like they they it almost makes it sound like they didn't get them done on time and they had to do these quickly, like on the fly. So they put a couple of green screens up, like Matt said, and almost all the people in those scenes are Lucasfilm employees, (laughs) which is kind of cool for them. Stupid. Get in here. (laughs) Get in here right now. It's kind of cool for them because they got to be in the movies. Right. It's really five people in multiple costumes. Like, oh, imagine really? that bar. How yeah, many, imagine how many that. Q-tips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about the Q-tip factor. 
Imagine five people filling out all those roles. Um, do you know someone named? Yeah, right. Do you know someone named Jill Brooks from Star Wars? Nope. No. Nope. I know okay, Jen Hooks. <laughs> she she did. Aww. She did. No longer wonder. Um, she was a visual effects person. She played like three different characters in the movie. Um, you know who else is in the scene? You guys will like this. Amy Allen is in there. Oh, oh. Blue boobs. She's in there a couple times um, as just blue different people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Fancy. <laughs> Dancing now. scene. We can't have that on Tatooine. <laughs> That's good. So there are words in the club that say they're in Dancing Arabic. Scenes and weasel will soon turn green. Django <laughs> fit. All right, I'm sorry. I kept. I just want to keep interrupting, Dave. <laughs> the the words in Arabish that you see a couple of times someone translated and they Get say club club orb oh. which people a lot of people think that's either one or two things it's either a nickname for the outlander club or it is another level of the place that we're not seeing like like go to club club orb is another bar or a dance club that's on another level of the outlander club titty bar yeah, because if you do see, Chris said he saw this map of this diagram. The place is huge. It is the, huge, yeah. Huge. We see that main room in episode two. but and, and it all starts to me with, really, I know none of us are big fans of episode two, but I always, for whatever reason, makes me smile. I like the line that it all starts with when Anakin asks him, yeah. asks Obi-Wan, where are you going, master? And he says, for a drink. I like the line. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is. It's, it's not a bad line. It it it's it's funny without being over the top funny. It is because I think McGregor pulls it off well, and it makes yeah. you feel like Obi Wan can party. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the Outlander Club, Nuna Ball, the bartender, I'm going to show the- my Obi face. That was <laughs> terrible. I'm cutting it. <laughs> no, no, it's I good. Won't. I won't. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, oh, you go, oh, oh. Obi. 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 Hello. <laughs> Hello so, there. As, as far as uh, the <laughs> Outlander Club and all the stuff within it, that's all I got. That's it? That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. I missed most of it. I was gone. Oh, you you want if, if you want, I'll go over Noodle Ball again because that's it, man. That's That's something. There's some of these video games that, like they must have that that I wonder if that was ever a consideration, like a, an Olympics of Star Wars, Star Wars sports. Yeah, like a Star Wars. Yeah, that is game. that would seem like a no brainer for if they made a freaking Mortal Kombat game. Right. They, why didn't they make a multi sports game? That's a good question. I'd have been Masters that. of Terrace Kai or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the yeah, bombad racing. Oh, yeah. we could have done like. You know, California games. They should have. They should have done like you know, Coruscant games. Sure, I'm I'm down. There was a game Smitty and I used to play back in the day on Commodore 64 called the Caveman Olympics. <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah, was like, like caveman version of like yeah. yeah of you had like to Olympics. do fire. You had to rub sticks together, start a fire. I think you actually threw a <laughs> a cave woman by her hair. Now I think about how oh, wow. sexist that is. Yeah, you have to find this game. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds sure. awesome. Sure, you can find it on play uh, playthrough on YouTube. 
Oh. What's uh? What's it called? Caveman Ugg Olympics. There it is. I, it autofill filled it up for you. Yep, there we go. Caveman Ugg Olympics full play Commodore sixty four. That's it. I know what I'm doing. As soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Dave. Just leave now. Go play it. Come back. That's true. Leave during a show. I'm pretty much done with my responsibility, aren't I? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you know, answer your one trivia question. All right, I'll hang around. I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't throw her by the hair. You throw her by the feet. That's much right. better. So you're gonna say some other place. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't hurt. Commodore 64. Wow, those are for a Commodore 64. Those graphics aren't terrible. We still love playing the game. We we put in the disc. Yeah. We'd hit load. We'd fucking go to play our fancy for three hours. We'd come back. The game might be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, do you got any feedback for us? I do have feedback. I got postcards. There we go. What do we got here? First one. Oh, nice. Here we go. Has a Saturn rocket. Says Huntsville. We got your space. U.S. Space and Rocket Center. And yeah. on on the written side, says U.S. Space and Rocket Center, Huntsville, Alabama. Experience missions. What? Let me guess who that is. This, is this Robert? Why do you this do this? Do you have to like be the fucking center of every goddamn segment we do on the show? It's like, stop what you're doing. Let me steal your thunder. Sorry. And so you do that on every show you're on. You do that on best of five. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I know it's your number five, but let me guess what it is. <laughs> is it Robert? My it's Robert God. Yeah, it's Robert. So thanks, Robert. I'd love to read your card, but Tim just stole this fucking bit from me. <laughs> I'll still read it. it. Says, "Hey, Swixters, I sent you a postcard. Send me a lumpy card. Thanks for all the laughs and useless information. And please, Tim, blow this bit for Matt Robert. <laughs> he he was specific. Yeah. He was. Yeah. That is so, Robert. Robert. What's this, who's this from again? Robert. Robert. Right, Tim. That's Robert. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, the next card." This is I cool. know it's from <laughs> Robert. I've never seen this before. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a. Oh, it looks. It does look like it's an actual postcard. Now that I see it, it's um, the back is a is a is the like cover photo of the Cantina playset. Like, uh, it's a site Tim talked about on some special episode. The man that shot Luke Skywalker. That website. Those pictures. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Right. Yes. Yeah. It was the. He was the toy photographer. For yeah, Kara, it I looks think. like that picture. Like, like with, it doesn't say Star Wars on it. Doesn't say anything on it. It's just the the colored background with the creature cantina set. That's the back of the card. The front of the card, or I guess that's the front. Technically, the back of the card says Tim, Dave, Chris, and Matt. First of all, we love you guys and we love your show. My wife and I have listened to every episode countless times and continue to keep them in our rotation. My wife Amy sent an email last year and you read it on air. That really made my day. Oh, I'm sorry. That really made her day. And maybe even our year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that I'm a 37 year old female that had never seen Star Wars until I met my wife. And that was almost five years ago. Wow. That's so that's all post prequel and pre. Yeah. Obviously pre. Uh, uh, can't think of the new one. Force Awakens. I I'm now a huge fan. I know more than most lifetime fans and that's thanks to you. My friends, I love you all equally except for Tim. Oh, <laughs> but she but she does say I love him most. So there you go, because he's oh. he's, he's the master bit stealer. <laughs> Amy loves Dave the most. Or Amy loves Dave most. 
Either way, we simply could not get through our day without hearing your unique brand of humor. Also, thank goodness this postcard didn't have to be from my town. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, <laughs> their town must suck then, I guess. I don't their, know. Their town doesn't have any good postcards. Like, for, yeah. Postcard-worthy shit on yep. it. Keep up the excellent work, Tracy. Show us the lumpy. Knack Nick <laughs> on Facebook or... Oh, I won't... Okay, she gave her email. So we do know uh, Knack Nick, and I don't mind saying, because I, I do know them on Facebook. And yeah. yeah, they're very cool. And they've actually... They've been very, very nice personally, too. They they go out of their way on our birthdays to say happy birthday. Even sent a, a little post not a new message just a post on me and christy's anniversary recently so that's really cool very cool postcard as well so thank you tracy and amy and that leads to our patreon pick of the episode which i had in front of me oh there it is i got it all right and that is nick wheatley so thank you nick uh obviously um i've said it a billion times we can't we can't continue to do and continue to grow. And I think at this point we've probably launched our new series, a couple of new series. If we haven't, I'm not going to mention them, but if we have and you're following news as you know what they are. So we couldn't have done that without your help as with Nick's help and everyone else supports us on Patreon. Um, like I did last week, I'm going to put a clip on the end of this episode. So after Christy does the credits and the music stops, stay tuned this time. I think we're going to put on, best i can a couple minutes of the band episode that's gonna be hard to dig a couple minutes out of but i think <laughs> it's gonna be worth the effort uh to give you a little taste of what we do on patreon for all of our supporters at every level a dollar a penny whatever the minimum is you can put in we appreciate it all and it's all in our feed so thank you nick and thank you everyone that supports us on patreon thanks nick thank you nick thank you <laughs> tim thank you well dave's the time it is time and I want to hear Tim singing in his best Jamie Lee Curtis. What it's is it trivia. <laughs> that, was a, that was deep. Oh, it's Jamie. <laughs> okay. The scores for this round of trivia are Tim and Lee with nine. Matt and I both have eight and Chris has six. Behind. S- still plenty of time to catch up and Chris you are first Alrighty. Alrighty. how many forms of communication was 3PO familiar with and before you answer Tim you want to guess <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob Jesus Christ oh, you don't know that, think of just I'm thinking relax of, yeah, clear thinking. your head you'll get this I think no um he just has a bunch of fucking numbers, man. I'm going to give you a hint. He doesn't in this one. It's one specific round number. It's a very large number. Yeah. But it's not what you're thinking. It's not like his statistical and then, shit. And they don't care like who he's telling them. It's like it's a it's like a, it's a couple million or whatever. Oh, you are. Keep thinking. Like I said, relax. Yeah. Clear your head. I will say, I, I'm thinking five, but every time I think of something, it's a number off. I'm saying, fuck it, I'm saying six. Six million, way, yeah, six million ways of communication. Final answer, Regis. Well, I'll say, I think you figured your own mind out because you are right. It is six million on the yeah, news. Two that was, I was thinking about that, and he was saying, I'm like, it's, it's like a million, it's, a, it's a six. Yay! Our very first podcast, I mean, very first podcast series on the <laughs> D13 show, we used to do a trivia segment 
um, that our buddy Greg had run, and this was a question on there. But Greg, uh, Greg, um, he stuck to the 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 dialogue answer and over six million. So Smitty guessed six million, and Greg's like, no. Uh. Over six million, and I think Smitty held it against him the rest of the run of that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I could have said anything. I could have said Oops. twenty-eight million, and, and that's right. Yeah, over that's six over million. Six. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, you got the don't get. What are you mad at? You got the fucking point. Okay. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's my turn. All right. What vision of the future did Luke see using the Force under Yoda's guidance? Oh, God. This has got to be, like, insanely detailed knowing this little A wet, guy. A wet dream. <laughs> A wet dream. Uh, I mean, I don't know what this kid would say, but <laughs> I know he saw, he saw a place in the clouds is one thing that he says. Mm-hmm. And his friends are in pain. That's my answer. That's pretty damn close. He said okay. Cloud City and his friends in pain. Okay. Good job. You think like an 11-year-old ginger kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Matt. It's your turn. All right. What were the three Han Solo books published by Ballantyne? Oh, oh fuck. Oh, yes. man. <laughs> ah, Never. I know one, I think. Han Solo at Star's End. That's it. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even going to struggle because I don't think I know the names. I have. I had the, like, this is like the, the post-release book. Uh, uh, post post release of the individual, I had the big three, and I don't remember seeing the top title. I, I have no idea. I'm not even going to guess. So I lose. What is the answer? You know, it's funny. Andrew asked if the Han Solo books were in this question in this trivia, and they kind of are. They did, sense. yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that? Three oh three eighty three, not three thirty eight. Sorry. Hold on. Bear with me one minute. I'm flipping here. 383 Han Solo at Star's End. I said that Han Solo's Revenge and Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. There's no fucking way I could have even guessed those, so I didn't get shit. That's that is a tough question. That's that's mm. awful. You got one more than I would have gotten. Alright, that means it's Tim's turn to either be in the lead with me or take claim of the lead by himself. Alright. What did the other 3PO unit say to C-3PO in the corridor of Cloud City? E-chuta. You better get that right. It's in our fucking opening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to look this up, do I? But I will. Uh, and it is yeah. E-chuta. Yes. Hey. Well done, Tim. Very that, nice, Timmy. That means we have complete separation and four different scores. Tim is in first with 10. I am in second with nine. Then Matt with eight. Hey. And Chris was seven. Speaking of the opening, you want to hear a little fact that I've never thought to even... I don't know why it popped in my head. I never shared with you guys about the opening of that. Please. Okay. You know, obviously, you know the opening. It has all the all the different character or the different noises in it. Yeah. When Christy says, says, histories, backstories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever needed to know. And then Greedo says his line. The actual... Mm. I. I purposely picked his line because his line in that is translated too late like you've listened to the show too late you already know all these details <laughs> really yeah i never shared oh that i never even thought of it very now. nice that's awesome i never knew that yeah. nobody nobody knew that but you yeah and I, I i don't know why it's never come up i never thought of it and it's it i when we when i was thinking of the intro i was like i never told you guys that story so that is a very specifically picked line for the intro that i th- thought out 
over six years ago. That that is the deep cuts from Matt. That, that is good. Really cool or really nerdy? One of the two. It's both. I think. Both. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There you go. There's nothing that's not nerdy about anything that we're doing. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave. Joined by the Outlander Club. I want to go there. It was my pleasure. And join us next time we discuss Order sixty six. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. Alright, here is the preview of our version of Match Game. It's called Clone My Answer. Again, as I said in the beginning of this episode, it was a little bit too across the line for a general release, but anyone that supports us on Patreon now has access to it, and it's been a lot of fun to share. So here is a clip from that exclusive Patreon episode, Clone My Answer. Alright, well, so this is the way it's going to go. It's going to go just like the game show. I'm going to read you some stupid scenario with a blank in it, you have to fill in the blank. I'm going to give you guys, I don't know, 15 seconds to fill in your blank. Seconds. That's yes. a long time. One at, one at a time. And then you will see if you match the celebrities. Now, if you get anywhere close, I'm going to give you the point because the the celebrities, and I'm glad they did, took this opportunity to be funny. And some of these awesome. things you're not going to match. Okay. There's no way in hell you're going to match some of this stuff. So is this kind of like dirty triple X Mad Libs? Absolutely. That's what match game is. is you ever see Gene, Ray- Gene-, oh, Gene Rayburn was a petter ass. Do you ever see that oh, guy? Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Are you guys ready? I'm ready, Dave. All right. Here's your first uh, little sentence. Thank you for clicking the pen in the mic as you always do. Okay. <laughs> Biggs's mustache is so bushy that after one of those long, lonely anchorhead nights, Luke always has razor burn on his blank. I can't do that over and over. Again. <laughs> you can't. You gotta use your phone. I can't Biggs believe I'm mustache. writing down what I'm writing down. Biggs's mustache is so bushy that after one of those long, lonely anchorhead nights, Luke always has razor burn on his blank. All right, Tim, we're starting with you. What was I believe the word is collarbone. Collarbone. Matt, what about you? Collarbone. Uh, forgive me, listeners, but I wrote the word taint. <laughs> I love it. Chris? It's a fun I- word to say. It's a funner word to listen to. <laughs> Mine is, is almost near the taint. Yeah. Penis tip. Penis tip? Just a tip. All right. That's very specific. All right. I'm going to go through these. Tim V. Coven said he has razor burn on his on his T16's dashboard. <laughs> Joe Tavano, <laughs> razor burn on his that, on 
actually that actually could be really dirty if you think about how to get there yeah exactly oh god oh <laughs> joe from bruise and blaster says razor burn on his power converter that did a good okay. answer yeah i'm starting to get a feel of where this is going now okay yeah chris hanenda says razor burn on his sarlacc pit uh. <laughs> oh man and i'm gonna give matt a point for that all right because Dynasty. that's it's pretty close well, you know what's weird is that the T and T sixteen stands for taint. No, it it's two points. Taint sixteen. <laughs> sixteen points. Tom says razor burn on his womp rat. Damn it! <laughs> Mark Dotson says razor burn on his lightsaber. Oh come <laughs> on, good. come on, penis tip, come on, judges. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Altapiano <laughs> says razor burn on his golden rod. Come on, that's. I should have. And I'm giving Chris a point for that. Wade Burton says <laughs> razor burn on his Bangers Canyon. Oh, <laughs> come on. Please. All right. Yes. I got one. Eric Moore <laughs> says razor burn on his wormy. <laughs> Chris gets a point. Yeah. Ricardo Silvestri also says razor burn on his womp rat. Oh, two opera. Quint says razor burn on his taint. Oh, shit! Yeah, that's two points, right? For exact oh. math. Now I know. And Smitty also says razor burn on his womp rat. Three womp rats. Three womp rats. So after the first question, of which there are eleven, I have to. The scores are Tim zero, Matt three, Chris two. Dynasty. <laughs> okay. Ready for your next. Scenario. I figured this game out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. That's my answer is going to be completely different this time. It's going to be Womp Rat. Okay. Yes. All right. That was just a little taste of Swick Club. My answer, aka the band episode. This entire episode almost runs a full hour, so there is a lot more to this episode, and a lot I don't even know how to describe what there is on this so if you're interested in it if that even got you curious check it out it's available to every level of support no matter what level you sign up for and to do that and to learn more about the entire campaign all the details can be found at patreon.com slash news 